welcome back to another edition of Outside the Shoe. This is Meredith Hine, and I'm excited to be joined by resident baseball expert Jeff Hammersley, who's here to talk about Ohio State baseball series over the weekend against Minnesota and the upcoming battle with Penn State this coming weekend. The games against the Gophers did not go the way that we hoped as Ohio State fans, but we're optimistic about this next series against the Nittany Lions. So let's get started. We're excited to have Jeff here to break things down for us. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Meredith. How are you doing? Awesome. So Ohio State baseball, again, traveling on the road to face Minnesota last weekend, and things did not go the way that they planned. Ohio State dropped the first game 4-5 in 18 innings on Saturday. A doubleheader on Sunday didn't go the Buckeyes' way either, with the team falling 2-11 in the first game and 2-3 in the second. Jeff, Ohio State really managed to lose in every way possible this weekend, from narrow overtime defeats to flat-out blowouts. But the Buckeyes dropped three straight games regardless. What went wrong against Minnesota? Yeah, Meredith, if you're an Ohio State baseball fan, it was not a good weekend, especially if you were traveling to the game, uh, any of the games. It was supposed to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. Weather pushed the games back to Saturday. It was supposed to be a doubleheader. Saturday, the first game going 18 innings, pushing the doubleheader from Saturday to Sunday. And for Ohio State, could not win any of those three games. But for the Buckeyes, Getting hits was a problem. Even though the first game they had 10 hits, they had 63 at-bats in those 18 innings. That 5-4 loss, they left 9 runners on base in that first game. The second game, they left 11 on base, had just 3 hits, lost 11-2. And really for Ohio State in that third game, probably their, their best game of the series, at least, at least score-wise against Minnesota, they lost 3-2, but both teams even with five hits. Griffin Smith went the whole game for the Buckeyes, but an eighth-inning run broke open the tie for Minnesota, giving them that 3-2 win. But for Ohio State, their star go-to leadoff guy, Dominic Canzone, kind of stifled throughout the weekend, 2-for-7 in the first game, 0-for-3 in the second game, and the final game went 1-for-3. So if your leadoff guy is not getting on, you can't get hits all around, you're going to have a bad time, and Ohio State did have a bad time up in Minneapolis. Absolutely. And Canzone has been a bright spot for the Buckeyes. He's really been carrying the team. He's had a 3.58 batting average throughout the season and has really been impressive this entire year. Uh, his hit streak was broken against the Gophers. He was holding on to a tied Buckeye record four consecutive hits in consecutive games. What does he need to do to get the Buckeyes back in contention this weekend? Well, I think the big thing for Canzone, especially if he's going to be one of your go-to guys to try to get on base, I think just do what he's been doing all season. Bad weeks happen. I think Minnesota was that example. I think the whole team, I would say, had an issue trying to get on base, especially getting around the horn and getting runs home. But I think for Ohio State, a good, I think a good litmus test, a good kind of a palate cleanser of sorts, and it's not really an easy game, but before they take on Penn State this weekend, they'll be playing Wright State. It's 34-14 and 14 on the season. So it's a pretty good challenge for the Buckeyes. They'll get them at home. I mean, Wright State has big wins already this season against Old Miss, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. They beat Indiana, who's currently number two in the Big Ten. I think for Ohio State to try to just get those, iron out the kinks, kind of just get back on the right path. Getting a big win at home, going into a big weekend at Penn State is kind of what I would hope to see them happen, and especially for a guy like Dominic Canzone. I think in this sport, it's a game of runs, games of just momentum. So I think if you get stopped up a little bit, trying to bust open a couple hits in a game like Wright State can do wonders before you take on a major series like what they'll have against Penn State coming up this weekend. Absolutely, Jeff. You mentioned pitching earlier. Uh, from that perspective, um, Ohio State did re do really well against the Gophers up until the third game of the series. 
In game one, Garrett Byrne lasted uh, until the sixth inning. He just gave up four hits in one run. Um, and then Andrew Magno coming in in relief for seven innings of that 18-inning game uh, gave up just one additional run himself. As you mentioned, that trend did not continue into the weekend. The Buckeyes wound up getting up 11 runs in game two. What did the Buckeyes have to do to keep a strong pitching rotation going into Penn State this weekend? I think that's a very good question, Meredith, especially with what's at stake for the Buckeyes. You're looking at the Big Ten tournament. The Buckeyes are currently outside looking in. And there's a couple options the Buckeyes have. I think what they need to do is kind of what we saw with Minnesota. You put guys in for a few innings. Burhen went five and two-thirds, gave up a run, earned run, two runs total. But then they switched him out. The problem is after he got switched out, that's when everybody else starts giving up a run. And that's okay, only if you can put up runs as well. The Buckeyes couldn't do that. But for Ohio State, Griffin Smith and Garrett Burhan are their two go-to guys, especially in the ERA category, both giving just uh, south of 3.9 runs per game. Burhan 3.81, Griffin Smith 3.52, but they're both 5-3 and three on the season. Seth Lonsway, another go-to guy to lead off games for the Buckeyes on the mound. He is 5-4, and four, but a 4.91 ERA. Uh, for Ohio State, though, I think if they make games close down the stretch, I think it all shifts from your starting pitcher and your relief guys down to a guy like Andrew Magnum. He leads the team with seven saves. So if Ohio State goes down to the seventh, eighth inning with the lead, trying to hang on to the win, it becomes the Magno show to hold everything down and get that win for Ohio State. But I think, again, for the Buckeyes, we've seen them struggle at times getting hits. Pitching after the starting pitcher gets pulled out in the relief era, or the, the relief area, I should say, that is where I think we're going to really find out how good this Ohio State team is. Baden, Root, Will Fennig, guys like that, those are the kind of guys you have to look for down the stretch. If Magnu or the other three starters go out, those guys have to show up and they have to pitch some really good baseball. There's six Big Ten games left, two non-conference games left. There is still time for the Buckeye pitching staff to really pull together and have a really solid final eight games to this regular season. Yeah, absolutely. So Ohio State did enter the series last weekend against Minnesota, 24-20 and 20 overall, but just 7-8 in conference play, obviously adding three losses to the loss column in each of those areas. season, as you said, is starting to come to a close now. The Buckeyes have just two more in-conference series left before the Big Ten tournament, including this weekend against Penn State. Uh, that's going to be at home in Columbus, and then next week versus Purdue on the road. How does this loss to Minnesota affect their chances for making the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, that's a really good question, Meredith. The Big Ten tournament is only going to take eight teams. So when you look at Ohio State, where do they sit on? They are sitting on 11th right now with a 7-11 and record in conference. So they needed at least one or two of those Minnesota games to try to help out down the stretch. But fortunately, Penn State is in last place at 3-16 and in the conference. Ohio State... I think if they can get two games, they're in good shape. If they can grab all three, that would do wonders. Uh, because next week they play Purdue. Purdue is in front of them in the standings. Purdue plays Illinois this week. And Illinois is right now in the picture to make it uh, into the Big Ten tournament for baseball. So if Illinois can grab a couple wins from Purdue, Ohio State can get a couple wins against Penn State. That final series in West Lafayette will be a huge series for the Buckeyes. They may be able to slip into the tournament. But they have to get these wins at home. I think with that right State game coming up, I think that's a very good momentum-shifting game. They're coming off that three-game losing skid against Minnesota. They get a big win against Wright State on Wednesday night. They kind of glide into that end of the weekend. I mean, Penn State on the road, they are 4-8. and eight. I think for Ohio State, it's shaping up to be a really good run with Penn State this weekend. They need a couple wins. I think they can get that. 
but they can get that series sweep. That almost cancels out the Minnesota series and puts Ohio State right in the picture to make the Big Ten tournament for the postseason. Definitely. The Buckeyes definitely have a huge opportunity this weekend against Penn State uh, to right the ship a little bit as they had in their last two conference series of the season. Uh, as you mentioned, Penn State, the bottom team in the Big Ten standings right now, just 3-16 and 16 in conference play. What does Ohio State need to do to avoid the upset at home this weekend? Yeah, I think, Meredith, I think we kind of mentioned it throughout this podcast already. The pitching is going to be the big thing. Griffin Smith, Garrett Burhan, if they can get a couple solid innings where there's no runs, if they can get a, probably a good four, five, six inning outing, giving up just one or two runs, that's going to do wonders. But that's just half the equation there. That's the pitching side. On the offensive side, Ohio State, they have quite a few weapons they can use. Dominique Canzone is one of their RBI leaders with 33. He leads the team with home runs with 12. Brady Cherry leads the team in RBIs with 38. Has is just behind Canzone in the home run category with 11. I think those are just two of the, the options they have. But I think Zach DeZenzo, he's got 32 RBIs. Brent Totis has 29. Connor Pohl, 28. Those kind of guys can bring home runs. They're going to need to do that against Penn State. They had issues with Minnesota doing that. And I think to get that against Penn State, where if those guys can just get a few runs each game, that may be enough to get the win. But if they, those guys don't show up, it makes life a little bit tougher. I think if that doesn't happen, you have to at least get on base and bring people home. I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast, leaving guys left on base was an issue for Ohio State. Back in the first game with Minnesota, they left nine on base. They get a couple of those guys coming home. They take game one, and that game went on 18 innings. So that's just what it comes down to. I mean, and you mentioned before, Meredith, Canzone, a 43-game on base streak, but he's not the only one with that kind of a streak going on. Uh, Dylan Dingler has a 23-game on base streak. Pohl has a 15. So if those guys can at least get on base once or twice each game, that will do wonders for the Ohio State offense and at least gives them opportunities to try to drive home runs in a must-win series at home against the Nittany Lions. Definitely. Thanks for that answer, Jeff. Again, baseball with an important series against Penn State over the weekend, but starting off play this week with an outing at Bill Davis Stadium against Wright State as the team looks to bounce back from a tough series against Minnesota last weekend. So that's what we've got for you today on today's edition of Outside the Shoe. Join us next week as we discuss tennis. Again, we're joined today by Jeff Hammersley, and I'm Meredith Hine. We'll see you next week.